Every emailer is from Australia. And we crunch a praise song. This is a good one, Joe. We're going to want to stay tuned. Welcome to Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. You're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunched. So, uh, you guys put the mega crunch on the song. That would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word. Passes. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. How long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? This is Table Talk Radio. Bringing a little <laughs> meaning to the lament psalms. <laughs> this is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that depth some right of, out of the box. Some of our listeners are wondering why we haven't updated the uh, opening sound bites yet. And the reason is is that we're launching a campaign to get Darren Lathan reelected so we can get some more sound bites. So once we get uh, That's right. Darren, Darren, Darren Lathan. What do we do with this or that? Matters as much as my, That's a throwback. Yeah, matters as much as my collection of table dog radio. Points. Only those when we who used to uh, who have endured all these years would probably get that joke. So yeah. none of you. <laughs> <laughs> Even I barely get it. Someone asked me the other day. They said, "Hey, this is like when you were on Table Talk Radio saying that thing," which was, I think, one of our more recent episodes. And I said, "Yeah, I totally forgot that." <laughs> I on. I think it's a thing. I think at some point, if I ever make it to the psychiatrist and they get me on the couch there and we're going to be, you know, they're going to be, what, giving me the drugs and having the repressed memories come back and everything. And it's like a flood. It's going to be all these Table Talk radio recordings. <laughs> Boom. Instantly comatose. Yep. You have to come and visit me. <laughs> and I'll hear your voice and shudder. <laughs> You'll be curled up in a ball in the corner. <laughs> Why, anyway, why I think, I think in room? spite of ourselves, we, <laughs> we we might have a we might have a half decent show today because because you let me do the show prep. Is that why? Um, yeah, whatever. This is incredible. I got so, we got so much good stuff here. Um, so, including I have in my hand a essay called "Sing to the Lord's a New Song," but should you? By Dana. <laughs> this is a this is a great is an essay written as a. College normal college essay. I can tell because it's double spaced <laughs> about Christian contemporary Christian music. Is that in and MLA it was format or APA? I think so. I think so. Look, it's got a bibliography and everything references, and I'm looking to see if we are referenced. Table Talk Radio answer no, which leads me to a question. I'm wondering <laughs> if if we've ever been referenced in an academic journal. Oh yeah, I know we've been mocked on the on the Concordia Seminary website, I mean, but I don't think that counts. I mean, I don't know if there was a paper in seminary that I wrote that didn't reference our show, <laughs> just for 
four years I was writing, <laughs> citing ourselves. <laughs> like I said in episode 94. <laughs> How is that where you always reference yourself and then you can reference yourself, reference yourself? Like I always say. Then I would get on, myself, Then in episode 95, like I'd I say, say, as I said in my essay, where I was citing myself in episode 94. <laughs> That's like, this is a true story. You know, how before I wrote the book called Has American Christianity Failed, I wrote the other book for CPH, which was um, The Final Victory or The Last Victory, the book on funeral planning. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I wrote that little booklet. I think it probably counts as a booklet. Because when I came here to Hope as a, as a new baby pastor and everybody was wanting to have eulogies in the funeral, I wanted to say, hey, we can't have eulogies, but nobody believes the pastor. So I wanted to be able to pull a book off the shelf from <laughs> CPH that says, hey, look, this, this book, book from yeah. CPH says you shouldn't have eulogies. And, they, and then they'd say, but wait, pastor, you wrote that book. Like, never mind, never mind. It's from CPH. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you want to quote yourself? <laughs> I see. just publish yourself so you could quote yourself. Now I know it's why like you, you started like... this uh, everyone's Luther publishing company. You can just sneak things in there. Hey, look what Luther that, said. Look Wait, what Luther. I think hey, that's I didn't an assertion. Remember that in the original. <laughs> <laughs> Reading something from Concordia Pulpit Resource. I'm just going to read this sermon illustration I read in Concordia. Well, you wrote that. Never mind. <laughs> so this is pretty good. As I always say, this is pretty good. Now I'd like to, we got to get going because we got a lot of content to cover. Surprisingly, well, so I got my buzzword for okay, you. Do go. you even remember we do buzzwords? I almost forgot that buzzword. My buzzword for you is the marks of the church. Mm. Uh, it's interesting how to think about that. What? How do you know where the church is? The official marks of the church are the gospel rightly preached and the sacraments rightly administered. And the reason is because the reason why those are the marks of the church, those two things, is because the church is the is the faithful, those who believe the voice of Jesus. And so uh, so how do you get faith? Well, the Lord creates faith through the word and sacraments. So where those faith creating things are, there is faith. So so the Lutheran confessions teach us to look for faith where the faith making things are. That's the word of God and the sacraments. Now, interestingly enough, this might come up in an email here. The Luther will talk about, I think it's in the, is it in the Babylonian captivity of the church? Where um, where Luther will list seven marks of the church. And he so he'll separate out baptism, the Lord's Supper, the absolution, the preaching of the gospel, the word of God, the office of the ministry, prayer, and suffering. I think those are his seven. Did I get the list right? Did yeah. I even list seven things? I wasn't really listening. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got it. Dang. I nailed it. What kind of quiz, what class do you have to take to take a quiz that says, what are the seven marks of the church according to Martin Luther in Babylonian captivity of the church? Whatever class that would be, I would pass. <laughs> All right. Hey, that was my anyway, buzzword. Marks of the church. Kind of. Um, my, my buzzword for you is Mark, as in the apostle. Or the gospel, either way. Anyway, um, this apostle is an evangelist and authored the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> um, let's see, where do we have Mark um, in Acts? In the Bible, Acts twelve twelve. It says this: He came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. I think that we have a, a reference. What is a surname, by the way? <laughs> What's the difference between a name and a surname? Um, 
Well, sir. Do you know? <laughs> but sir. sir, isn't surname S-U-R? Yes. Surname. That would mean last name? And if it's a last name, why does it say that Mark's surname was Mark? Because that's his... I guess if you only have one name, it's both your first and your last name. Hold on. Let me also look. known what? as your name. Yeah. Yeah, so I the NIV just translates it also called Mark. So you can do it either way. Okay. That doesn't help me. Hereditary name common to all members of the family. See, but oh, how can Mark be a name. surname? Boy, that is interesting. I need to look into this. What translation was I reading from here? All right, this this is something we'll look up later because it has matters nothing to the topic at hand. <laughs> it's like, when, and when you point out that it doesn't matter to the topic at hand, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> that means it's like the opposite of mattering. All right, that means let's... like by talking about it, we're undoing the things we talked about before. It's like negative. It's like it's like it's like the black hole of subjects. It not only just is can nothing. We, it can we stop talking around. about your your rabbit trail on nothingness and get to the topic at hand, which is can I you think, imagine a rabbit running into a black hole? <laughs> this is from Dan from Washington State, Australia, who says. Listening to program three. Oh, that was bad. Let me try that again. Good eye, Evan. How are you? All right. Dan's from Washington State. Washington State, Australia. Washington State is little known territory of Australia, says. Listening to program 379 and discussing the marks of the church and suffering. Marks of the church. I get 500. Oh, wait. You have to use the buzzword. I forgot. Uh, Luther says that suffering is a mark of the church, so that means that Table Talk Radio has a purpose. <laughs> Keep up the good work, boys. Dan, thanks, thanks Dan. State Australia. Uh, isn't it amazing to point now to circle back around and point out the fact that Luther does say that suffering is a mark of the church? The Holy Cross, he calls it. This is a true way to think about, by the way, the uh, theology of the cross, and that is to say. It means Christian suffering. What's the what's the place of suffering in the Christian life? And it has a big place. Like, for example, Jesus says, in this world you will have tribulation. So we know that we got to suffer in this life. Well, so, so I mean... remember that when you hear the Table Talk Radio bump music. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I used to... We started off this program reading the Lament Psalms or really the, the interesting ones are the precatory Psalms where you have like, you know... Uh, calling God's vengeance upon your enemies. And I remember at a time, um, I think I was in, probably in college or seminary, I was reading those and thinking, you know, how can I even pray these? I don't worry about being killed on my way to church or anything like that. That that uh, sometimes in America we have no real context for praying psalms like these. Um, and I, I suppose I, I came to a resolution that they can be applied to our spiritual enemies. Um, but, I mean... In, in in the realm of suffering, we don't really suffer as badly as Christians in the other parts of the world do. True. Well, and but okay, so this is the point. The Psalms assume that we have enemies, and if we don't recognize that we have enemies in this life, you, the, the Psalms don't make sense, both spiritual and physical enemies of the church. All right. When we get back from this break, we're going to be uh, someone. Someone got a note from their doctor pertaining to. Table yeah. Talk Radio. We'll check that Finally, out. Time. Questions at Table Talk I also Radio. want to know what .org. precatory means. What's a precatory? 
to grow precatories in your garden? Why are you deconstructing our show? <laughs> Most of the listeners are sleeping. This is Table Talk Radio. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can f- sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the devotions button. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. The email address is questions at tabletalkradio.org. Questions at tabletalkradio.org, where Pastor Wolfman is reading the next email where someone talks about a note from their doctor. Hey, this is from Australia also. I love it. It's from, uh, this is from, uh, let's see here, uh, oh, Rachel. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rachel says from Northwest Australia, otherwise known as Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is an old Aboriginal name. <laughs> Dear Masters, I don't know why my Australian accent, which is normally horrendous, is even horrendouser. You're probably praying the imprecatory psalms against my <laughs> Australian accent. Dear Masters of Mediocrity, it finally happened I got a note from my doctor that concerns Table Talk Radio. That has to do with our end thing, doesn't it? At the end of the show? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He says, uh... Please consult your doctor before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. changing your regimen of Table Talk Radio. Uh, professional Table Talk Radio is bad for your health. While this may in fact be true, that's not what the note says. As I was sitting in my doctor's office, he asked me if I was attending school in the fall. I said that I'll be going back to school in Minnesota for Christian lay ministry. This piqued his interest. You know, I never knew how to spell piqued until I just read it right there. Look how it's spelled. <laughs> P-I-Q-U-E-D. I would have spelled it differently, I think. This piqued his interest, and after a few questions about spirituality, he proceeded to ask me who my life partner is. Confused and more than a little wary of the question, I answered that I didn't have one. He smiled and handed me an article that he had written. After reading it, I knew it was perfect for Table Talk Radio. It's more than a little (laughs) agnostic. It seems to be divorcing you from your body. I'd love to hear your commentary on the note and thought that perhaps you could make up a new game for dissecting worldviews from doctor's notes. That'd be a, a very specific game. Okay. The note reads as follows. Ready? Who's your life partner? Mom, dad, husband, wife, son, daughter. So this is the uh, this is the article from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Tuned in here? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm listening. Uh, your real life partner is your body. <laughs> you and your body stay together from birth till death. What you do to your body is your responsibility, and that comes back to you. The more you care for your body, the more it will care for you. What you eat, what you do for being fit. All capital letters, fit. How you deal with stress, how much rest you give it, will decide how your body's going to respond. Gonna? Really? Remember, your body is the only permanent address where you live. Your body is your asset liability, which no one else can share. Your body is your responsibility because your body is the temple of your soul. You are your real-life partner. Be fit forever. Thanks for the mediocrity. I look forward to response in a few years. (laughs) When was this? I don't know. You, you. Oh, wait, wait. Here it is. June twenty fifth. That's pretty good. That's not even a month ago. Oh wait, that's only a wait. That's over only a month two ago. months ago. <laughs> someday. But look, it takes a while for it to get from Australia to the U.S. True. When you email it, it's true. So, not to mention a time, now, time delay between our recording and the uh, podcasters listening. 
Just saying. Uh, seriously, though, they should put a Surgeon General's warning on this radio show. True enough. <laughs> I, there's been countless injuries. Well, I think they are not countless because you can count them. It's two. But there has been two injuries. <laughs> there's been two countless injuries. <laughs> <laughs> there's been two countable injuries to people who one fell off a treadmill and one dropped the weights on him. Was that Zach Lesher? I don't know. Probably That guy probably drops weights on himself all the time for fun. I mean, I mean, I don't drop weights when I'm working out to table talk. <laughs> the easiest way to avoid dropping the weights is to avoid picking them up. Pro tip. Now, what about this doctor's note? Um, well, you know, the Rachel, was it Rachel? Thought it might be tor- towards Gnosticism. Um, you know, there is, though, a distinction between body and soul, right? So just having that distinction isn't in itself Gnostic. Uh, in fact, I would say this is not Gnosticism at all because the Gnostic would not care what happens to the body. So so the doctor's well, note is trying to say, uh, hey, take care of your body because it's the only one you get. And, um, you know, he, I, I actually like this conversation of it, it can be an asset or a liability. That's true if you think about it. You know, if you're in good health, you can, you know, go work a, a job and and uh, that that work can bring in money. Or if you're in poor health, you're always going to the doctor. That can be costing you money. Uh, that's actually probably not a bad point. Um, so I don't think it's Gnosticism because the, the Gnostic idea that evil, that that, uh, that the physical world is bad or evil um, is not what this doctor noticing. I'd like to talk about your soul as an asset or a liability. Okay, How do you go think ahead. that conversation would go? Not not everybody's soul. I mean, yours in, speci- in specific, Evan. <laughs> your soul. There is this. So you're right. Here's the way that we want to think about this. This is the trick for theology, but also philosophy and really any sort of right thinking. And that is we want to be able to make a distinction without making a separation. And that, and the Gnostic wants to separate the body and soul. Or that you see the body as a tool for your soul or simply a... But there is a way that if we say the body is simply... Well, how did it say it here? Your body is the temple for your soul. Mm, yeah. So the, the scripture says your body is a temple for the spirit, which is slightly different. But there, the, but that starts to make this this um, like the body is the shell. Mm-hmm. Th- this is the old Gnostic thing, right? The the shell that holds the kernel of the real you. So so the so body it certainly gets right up next to it. So the body only exists really to um, have a a. a uh, visible animation of the soul. Right? I mean, it has no intrinsic value at all. The only thing that has tr- intrinsic value is the soul, or the immaterial, and the mm-hmm. uh, the body just accidental to that being. It's a it's a weird thing that we think of the body as a what, but the soul as a who, and that is a bad distinction. The body is a who. This is, it's. I mean, it's it's bound up. We are never supposed mm. to be. I like that. Separated. But I, I do think that this thinking, this Gnosticism, I think we talked about this last week, this Gnostic thinking is what leads us to, I think, first, the idea of homosexuality, that uh, that, um, that, that that there's not a, a necessity of, of two different genders to be <laughs> a prerequisite <laughs> for sexual activity. But then that was just uh, one stepping stone to the next one, which is, you know, um, gender is a matter is fluidity you know that there's a spectrum and uh this this is 
saying that. So that there that there's some kind of a gender that is known to me on the inside, and what is on the outside is uh, again accidental to that. I mean, it has has n- no intrinsic characteristic to gender itself. Yep, it's true. All right. I mean, it's not true. It's true that that is a result of Gnosticism. And, and then Gnosticism, so the, the way that the Gnostic soul looks at the body is one of two different ways. It, it is, um, it's to be despised or it's to be used. So there, Gnosticism can break in two different directions. You can have the aesthetic Gnostic, which is the fasting and the neglecting of the body. And then you have the hedonistic Gnostic, which is to indulge the body. But, but they're both two different sides of the same coin yeah uh okay, well ready for uh, the next so, thing? so i think there's maybe some points and concerns about this note but not the worst doctor's note in the world maybe not the best the doctor d- is supposed to be concerned with your body yep. so that's good yep yep you know where they go i mean i could be a doctor though nowadays you because could. yeah i could because it's all the same you go and they tell you hey uh do you smoke? You should quit, and probably you need to lose 15 pounds. It's like, well, you told me to lose 15 pounds last time, and I weighed 15 pounds more. <laughs> Are you just... Uh, you know, it seems like... I don't go to the doctor very much, but, I mean, re- recently, they're always you know bringing their laptop in with them, and so they're typing away in their laptop while they're talking to you. I think he's just searching things on WebMD. You know, like, or what, were you, what was your symptoms again? He's just... If I gross. could see the screen, That's I bet I, creepy. I could do that. Just give me a white coat. I shouldn't coat. despise the doctors because someday we're going to need one. He's going to be like, hey, yeah. You, I, I heard that episode. I this thing. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Why don't you go back to the waiting room for a while? All right. Next email. Good morning. Sorry. Good morning. My name is Dana, and I'm a student at Martin Luther College in New Ulm, Australia. That says Minnesota. I love listening to your show. Recently, I wrote a paper on the use of contemporary Christian music in worship. Since I got some of my ideas from your show, I thought I would share it with you. Have a wonderful week. Keep it mediocre and hilarious. <laughs> in Christ, Dana. Oh, this is the college paper Dana. you were talking about. Yeah, I've got it. I printed it out. This is fantastic. I'm a little disturbed. At, I was just quoting how many times she quotes Fisk versus me. Mm. Just looking at the Wolfmuller versus Fisk quotes, Ouch. I'm afraid that... Yeah. Now, uh, does it say what class this is for? Oh, English. Astray. English class. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I was just wondering if this was like a, a, a theology course in which you're pretty – because, you know, in English class, you have to write an essay. It can be almost on anything, um, mm-hmm. which which is great. Fantastic. You know, if I – I mean, if, if, if uh, I'm in – um, economics class and have to write an essay, it's hard to work in the praise song cruncher, but in English class, I'm golden. Yeah. I go write a paper about something using the right format. I got it. I just listened to an episode of Table Talk Radio. In fact, just get a transcription and put one big citation at the bottom. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, is that how it goes? <laughs> I really do wonder... Hmm. I really do wonder if... Table Talk Radio has ever been mentioned in an academic journal. I wonder how to search that. Google Scholar. Have you ever looked at Google Scholar? Uh, no. One time I looked at Google Scholar, and I used it to click through to Wikipedia, just because, you know, everyone despises Wikipedia. So if, I thought if I got to Wikipedia through Google Scholar, I could appease my conscience. Anyhow, Dana writes, Contemporary Christian music may lead Christians astray because it often contains mysticism, gives the wrong view of our relationship to God, 
gives the work of changing hearts to sinful human beings that have no power and changes worship to us serving God instead of Christ serving us. A plus, Dana. A hey, plus. I want to know what grade she did get. I want to know what um, the professor wrote in the margin. That's what I want to know. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. When I can't sleep, I listen to Table Talk Radio. I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. Well, coming off that paper from Dana, you know, I want to uh, say a word about the title. Dana. That said, sing a new song to the Lord, but should you? This is, of course, a quote from the scripture, sing a new song to the Lord. Now, the new song, by the way, is not like, oh, we've sung this one a hundred times. Let's get a new one. Uh, but the new song is in contrast to. I think we need some new songs. I think we need old to bump, song. <laughs> oh, bump but, a new song. But to the should Lord. you <laughs> bump, <laughs> bump a new song to the Lord? <laughs> but uh, the new song That's is my the, new favorite psalm verse for you. The new. I'd like you to meditate on that psalm. <laughs> the new covenant that is uh, that Christ has come to redeem His people. So. Uh, you might say that the old song, if you would want to say something like that, is the redemption of the people of Israel from, say, bondage in Egypt or uh, saving his people from Pharaoh through the Red Sea or any other uh, of the redemption accounts throughout the Old Testament. But now that there's a new song to sing to the Lord, and that is that he sent his Messiah, that we would uh, rejoice in salvation as a free gift through faith in Christ— and I think when Revelation then is talking about a new song, this is the new song that we're singing. So it's not just that songs are getting stagnant, we need to sing a new one, or that you know things aren't fresh enough. Isn't that a typical thing? Uh, if you're not, you sung the songs too much, it's kind of you don't really feel it anymore. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. Sing a new one so you feel it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's yeah. not what this. And, and this is the other strategy: is sing it. You know, sing it again. Sing it till you feel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, this was a new song when we started, but by the time you get to singing the verses that are the same 42 times, it's an old song. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, now, in line with that, we are going to actually do some real praise song crunching. Uh, yeah. You wanna... We haven't done this in a long time. Is it... Everyone started to think that we're nice guys. We're like, hey, hey don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> We're still a bunch of jerks. We just are too lazy. Well, why don't you... Uh... That's pretty good. When like you're one one vice gets in the way of the other. Like, <laughs> if I could get up the energy, I'd be a real punk. <laughs> but I just can't... I just can't work myself up into it. I'm too... <laughs> That's like, where, where was I the other day? At some sort of also official medical something. Why was I... Oh, I know. I had to go to the eye doctor. I had to go to the eye doctor two days in a row. Once... To get an eye exam, and the second time because I dropped a drill into my eye and cut open my cornea. Did I even tell you about that story? Mm-mm. Don't worry, I'm fine. Uh, but the the lady said, "Do you smoke?" 
And I said, well, I'm trying to start, but I just don't have the discipline. <laughs> Which is great. It's like so. It's like being so lazy that you can't work up the effort to be bad. Like it's like the proverbs. We're always talking about the evil. You know, plots to do evil on his bed. It's like I just sleep at night. I don't even have the energy to be that wicked. So. Why were we even talking about that? Oh, because now, but we've gotten over it because we are getting ready. Prepare yourselves for a praise song crunch, which means we take a praise song and we run it through the cruncher, which is a diagnostic to determine the usefulness of a song for worship. And it has five questions. Does it still have five questions? Yep. I think the I can't. Let's well, see I mean, I there's we haven't done this in a while. There's five categories with multiple questions underneath. So number one is, uh, is Jesus mentioned? Uh, okay. And then number two asks a mystical form. So does it use oh, sentences? Yeah, is there repetition? Uh, those things. And then the yep. third category is mystical content. So now you're asking, uh, does the song talk about my immediate experience of God, seeing, touching, feeling God directly, romantic imagery, loss of self? You know, so does the song talk about losing our identity, being lost in God, absorbed, consumed, engulfed, etc.? Uh, the internal uh, nature of the song, so is God acting within me, or is it about the subjective things or the objective things, things that God has done or things about me? Uh, fourth is law of gospel, five is false doctrine. So that's the five criteria of the praise song cruncher. Okay. All right, you ready for this? That sounds like fun. Uh, oh, you, you should probably read the email. We got an email. Oh, okay, let's see it. Is it from Australia? I bet it is. Where is the email <laughs> I wonder if this is from Australia. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Aaron from Our Savior Lutheran Church in Lynchburg, Australia. <laughs> see? The irony is exceptionally strong with this one, especially the video. If I don't hear a full-on pastor whoop me the rant with this one, I'll be greatly disappointed. Have fun. Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. <laughs> All right, here is the song. It is um it is Only Wanna Sing by Hillsong. Put him up. Stick him up. Is there some irony in the song? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it was just getting started. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, what's next? Oh. you got to describe what you're seeing on the YouTubes. I can't see it. Um, well, I just pulled out some video. Uh, I think I think the video that Aaron sent us was of the actual like performance on stage. So, 
you know, you have the lights and the smoke, and then the guy singing, this is not for performance. <laughs> Get your hands up! <laughs> this is not for performance. Hey, guy in the fog machine, fog, fog! This is not for hype. Get the spinny lights, the disco balls. I'm not chasing feelings. Come on, you gotta feel it! I'm not chasing feelings. You gotta f with feeling. That's not why I'm singing. No wonder Free, we don't look do at the, this game anymore. Of honest worship. If I'm here to sing, then I'll sing with purpose. All the praise, Lord, you deserve it. Look at the picture. Look at the thing. It's <laughs> the cover video. It's all these people with their hands raised and in the dark room with the smoke and. <laughs> oh man. Irony is right. Well, I mean, oh something that goodness. I've said before, I guess I'll say it again, is that we are now at, I mean, so it used to be, I don't know, when did the worship wars start? Like 60s, 70s, around there? How come this page wants me to accept cookies? I accept all cookies. Now I get to get spammed by Hillsong. Yeah. Those guys are Australian, they're tracking by the way. You. They're tracking you. Um, Great. The website's so, in English. Can I switch so it to Australian? It used to be that, you know, during the worship wars, people maybe have new worship as a in a traditional sense, even if that doesn't mean liturgical, just that worship was somewhat traditional. And then there was the move to, you know, for the sake of being uh, sensitive to the seeker and all that kind of stuff, being accessible, being, you know, you walk in the door and and uh, you're loved by everyone. So we have to change worship so that it is um, accessible. So that was when worship became kind of the concert style type thing. Now, um, so there was a time in which people would say, well, that's not what I know church to be, but maybe I can come around. But now we're at a time in which people have lived their entire lives in church where worship was more like a concert than it was like actual worship. So people really today don't know anything different. And so when they're, uh, you know, st standing in front of the stage with, the guitarist and the drummer and the lead singer, and they're singing, this is not a performance, this is not for hype, this is worship. For those who know nothing else, they think, well, okay, I could go with that. But for those who actually know what a reverence kind of a worship looks like and contrast it then to the concert-style worship, it's pretty clear that that is really just the same thing as the concert, the rock band concert you go to on Friday night. Yes, I think that's the only way you get away with this. This is no performance. Lord, I pray it's worship. So I know it's not a performance. I sure hope it's worship. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I can't afford empty words. So to, so to say what that... What does that even mean? Oops. Um, to say that uh, that I hope that it's worship seems to say that there is some factor outside of myself that makes it worship that I cannot control i'm not chasing feelings i mean this is just so like okay so here here's a great thing to point out maybe to those who would be critical of our criticalness <laughs> that was very meta here the praise song itself is criticizing the praise song in other words the praise song is saying we should not be chasing feelings normally the critic of the, what what is the other thing that is not praise and worship? 
like just a normal church service, like a liturgical service or a service from the hymnal or something like that. They would say the problem with all that is that it's rote. There's no emotion. There's mm-hmm. no feeling mm-hmm. in all of this. So you got to have it with feeling. That's the argument. You got to have more you worship with feeling. But here look at this worship with feeling song saying we should not be chasing after feelings. <laughs> so, the, which so, is helpful for us cuz because they are ironically agreeing with our with our argument but then showing that they're completely trapped. All right. In so their own I, I got space. the I got the next praise song. I wish I had a hymnal ring at the organ. <laughs> Would that work? That'll be famous. All right, we'll be right back. And also ironic. Totally ironical. A wise man once said, I listen to Table Talk Radio. He only said it once. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. This is not a podcast. It is something else. What? That's very abstract. <laughs> what? I only want to talk. What is it then? I only want to talk. But it's, it's oh, not a oh, podcast. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for catching up. All right. So we're listening to this praise song called uh, Only Want to Sing. And uh, so yeah, far, is right. Jesus mentioned in the song? I don't want to be entertaining and make jokes. <laughs> I forgot to look at all those questions. So distracted. That's by why that. I'm reading them to you. Is Jesus it's like, you're, it's just like, you're just like this is like, man, is someone punking me? Is like, is this like, um, th- someone's like, all right, let's sing this and see if people catch on. Crank up the fog machine. Turn on the lights. This ain't about entertainment. <laughs> we want to sing words with meaning. La 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 la. <laughs> It's like a joke. This is after they paid ten dollars to get into the concert. <laughs> so that's right. Oh, this is no performance. Well, give me my money back. <laughs> I've always thought that. I think I complained about that. You know, when I was in high school, I used to go to all these Christian uh, band concerts, and all all of them would say, "Look, hey, this is actually a worship service." Then give me my money back. <laughs> You're charging me to come to your worship service. Oh my That's goodness. right. I right. closed communion was bad. <laughs> These are not selling tickets. <laughs> this is no prof- no Jesus is not mentioned. It says Lord here. In any indication Lord. that Lord is referenced to, say, like the second person, the Trinity. I sing for you, my King. I don't know. That could, you know, if you're in Saudi Arabia, that could actually be, you know, yeah. Okay, so let's say no on that one. The next question no, Jesus. is mystical form. So does this sentence use, or does this song use sentences with subject from object, or is it repetitious? I can't imagine why. Yeah, it's, it's, there's some sentence fragments in here. I think this is a sentence. I can't imagine why. Is that a sentence? I can't imagine why. It's almost it's like a conversation. You it's something you would say. You don't want perfection, just my soul's attention. All I have is what I'll give. All I have is what I'll give. More than a song that lasts a moment, 
I'll live a life of honest worship. That doesn't rhyme. If I'm here to sing, then I'll sing with purpose. I mean, it's mostly little sentences. Okay. What about um, repetition? Yeah, it's fairly repetitious. I mean, I, I don't know how the in the music if it goes over and over. Do they do an over and over thing? I don't know. How long is this thing here? Let's see. This song is three minutes and fourteen yeah, seconds. They probably have. They probably have to repeat this a little bit at least. <clears throat> I'd say chorus probably. Go especially. to like the two. Go to like the two minute. Can you go to the two minute forty three second mark and see if we're into some sort of devolved charismatic? This stuff? is like a. <laughs> this is like a cross between that show or, or that game where we used to tune in at a certain time. Musical bridge. I think I see why they say it's this not is, a performance. <laughs> this is not a performance. I like how it says, I only want to sing musical interlude. <laughs> Wait a minute. That means you only want to play the synthesizer. Never mind that. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> All right. So I'd say there's a lot of repetition in this. Let's give that uh, a five on a one to ten scale. Uh, what about uh, mystical yeah, okay. content? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all emotive. It's all ironically emotive. It's all, it's all doing exactly what it says it does not want to do. Good heavens. Um, let's see. What, what's the what? What's the most mystical indicator in this song? In in under mystical content. Um, uh, I can't imagine why I would do this for all the hype because it's all to lift you high. Ah. See the lift you high. It's not like someone is doing a clinging press on Jesus. <laughs> it's the lifting high is. The, what the praise song singing is doing, you see, as you lift your hands, you're lifting, you're lifting the Lord up with your praise. You're exalting right. the Lord by your own spiritual activity. Which is interesting because Jesus uses the language of the Son of Man we lifted up. And, of course, there he's referring to his crucifixion so that he is lifted upon the cross. You know, the, the cross is lifted up high for... Uh, all to see that there is then uh, Jesus Christ crucified as a criminal. Uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us. And and that is the language that's adopted by almost every single praise song, lifting you up or lifting you up high and uh, meaning something completely different. I mean, we're certainly they're not singing, yeah. Hey, we're going to crucify Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I would hope. Well, I don't think they are singing about Jesus at all. Oh, so okay. that's good. I mean, so the less they sing about Jesus, the less chance there is for them being blasphemous. So I suppose <laughs> we should count our blessings. <laughs> All right. Well, what else does this have? Uh, what about law and gospel? That's like the less often we record this show, the less often disasters can happen. <laughs> True. It's the same phenomenon. It's the <laughs> this is what we're talking about, being too lazy to sin. I'm just wondering about the lifting up of the Lord's name or the lifting up of the Lord. If that if that language can come somewhere from the scriptures, I'm I'm searching here. Okay. Um, let's see here. 
more than a song that lasts a moment, I'll live a life of honest worship. If I'm here to sing, so this is this is um, that notion that's very common that worship is my acts of obedience to God. So that um, there's this criticism of those who would say, "Look, that person is just like a Sunday morning Christian. He comes to church, he listens to." the preacher, sings the songs, but then he goes home, and he's not living like a Christian the rest of the week. And uh, that assumes—so so, so as a reaction to that, I'm not just going to worship on Sunday morning. I'm going to live a life of honest worship. Um, and that then has the understanding of what worship is there to do, is to be a service to please God, that I would um, be performing for God, I would be acting in uh, homage to God, and so that God is— um, honored by the things that I do. Uh, and, and you know, I, I don't want to somehow portray that we don't want to do things that would be pleasing to the Lord, but what I do want to help us understand is that worship is not just this thing that we do for God, that, that, that worship has as its gift the things that God would give us as a, as a, as a gift, as through his word that we would receive the forgiveness of sins, that Christ crucified uh, one on the cross, the forgiveness of all the sins of the entire world, and they are delivered to us, bestowed to us in that word and in the sacraments. So there's a, a particular reason that that person who's not living like a Christian day in, day out comes Sunday morning. It's for that very reason he's not li- living as a Christian day in and day out. He needs forgiveness for the way he lives. Yeah, we should all be fans of forgiveness, I'd say. I'm a fan. Hashtag a fan. fan of forgiveness. Hashtag We'll, we'll save that for hashtag theology. Uh, this is so. Where are we in this crunch? We are. You were mystical looking up content. whether lifting you up was a biblical phrase. I don't see it. I okay. just don't see it. But I don't think I'm looking at the right spot. So I got to do. I got to do a little. I can, maybe we, I'll. Where are we going? Page by page. An email. <laughs> That's right. I, I covered twenty I just, pages. I didn't, didn't have much it. chance to read past Genesis four, but. <laughs> All right, we'll let you look in the right spot later then. All right, Law and Gospel on this song. Got two minutes left. Uh, no, nothing like Law and Gospel. It's miserable. Okay, what about explicit false teaching? Well, no, there's no teaching here. This is great. There's no te- The only teaching here, well, again, ironically, the teaching here is that praise music should not be about feelings and entertainment. That's what the song is trying to teach. <laughs> So according to the song, like learning what, what, about chastity from a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the song saying? Worship should be, if not, uh, I guess it's this honest. Um, it's singing. It's it's honest singing is what worship is. Honest worship, but without a life of honest without worship. performance. It's not a song that lasts for a moment. It's a life of honest worship, taught to us by a song that lasts a moment. Yeah, it's not about inter- it's not about performance taught to us by performers. It's not chasing feelings taught to us emotively. <laughs> it's and, and it's not about empty words taught to us by words that don't say anything. As evidenced by your question. Ugh. Yep. All right. So I would say this only song is only how about the only want to sing is a song about how we are not supposed to be singing this is the whole thing is like a, it's like it's a trick i think the, i don't want to hear songs like back in the backstage smoking cigars like hey let's try this one now. see if these christians will do anything 
<laughs> Maybe so. All right, I say this song is thoroughly crunched. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Embarrassingly so. All right. The crunching sound you can hear from Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. All right, that's going to be it for us. If you have a praise what? song for us, send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And thanks for listening to – oh, wait, I'm a little early. I'll just stall for uh, – give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, oh, 1-800-385-7652. And thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I only want to talk about things that make people happy. <laughs> I only want to – I only want to be thanks serious for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is I only want everyone. this show to Please go on forever. before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.